have all you want, but don't get between me and the blood wine. Welcome aboard the USS Boda. This is your captain, not Patrick Stewart speaking. You're listening to Dork Trek. Dorktrek.com. Engage, Mr. Manny. Because I watched it last week and then I was like, no, nah, man, this episode ain't good. I ain't sitting through this twice. <laughs> yes. one. Fool me once. Shame on you. I ain't going to do this twice. Or did you, did you lose power? Or are, you, are you going for or like a vibe? You got a vibe going on? No, a fire race. Yeah, you're a fire race. <laughs> fire race. Um, so how's Hanukkah so far? It's good. It's going to be turn real light on. This is creepy. Ah, oh, there we go. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so far so good. Uh, I posted good. a thing about uh, you know the ancient Hebrew prayer. Okay, what's that? Uh, since this is the fourth night. Uh huh. I saw uh, that. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. About your yeah. Whoa, whoa. It's always with the jokes. It's always with the jokes with you people. I posted it in a, a private uh, group uh, that's uh, hosted by this Jewish podcast. Uh huh. Getting a lot of positive. Uh, yeah, so far I've had uh, 61 uh, likes on that one. Something. So is this your, is that going to be your big, uh, your big gag right there? Is that it? Is this replacing your doesn't support Flash? Uh, no, I don't think, because that was like 70 something thousand shares in right. the afternoon. <laughs> I mean, it was, I got retweeted by a fucking uh, newspaper in Paris. Ah, yeah, but they actually, they were the, out of everything that did it, they were the only one that uh, gave me the support. Well, they, they're right. the only ones that credited you? Yeah, by American cartoonist Ben McCormick. Listen at, to that. At racomics.com. I was like, oh, I'm an American cartoonist. And by American cartoonist Ben McCormick, yes. Hey, Jen. Hi. If, hey, you don't, Jen. if you don't recognize the accent, what accent is it? Uh... Irish or Israeli. <laughs> uh, it's kind of a mix between Greek and French. What, what exactly is that? Definitely Irish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if Dennis is coming because I he hasn't seen any of the posts. Um, so I don't know. So I guess we can just start and if he shows up, cool. All right, let me turn a front light on because I, I can't I'll see say, myself. Ben's in an area of darkness. Yes. Oh, no, this was the original. He had a candle lit before. It was very romantic. See? He, was telling, he was telling me all about his Jewish ways. That's not the menorah candle. What is what So is it's that? just a candle candle. It's the celebration. That's a genteel candle. No, this is a Shabbat candle. It's one of our special ones that we light every week. Okay. Okay. Calm down. <clears throat> And just like I can snuff out this candle, I can snuff out Ben if you disagree with me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So let me get the other light. Uh, that was a good one. What, now, what kind of tea did you make, Jenny? Earl Grey, of course. Of course. Caffeinated? Yeah. This late at night? How are you going to go to sleep? I probably won't. I wasn't going <laughs> to sleep anyway. All right, well, there you go. At least you're okay with it. <laughs> um, Justin's over here, and we're supposed to be doing some some special planning and stuff. Does he just live over there now? No, he just is over here for the, the wrestle show. 
Okay. But then he drives all the way back to Yorktown? Mm-hmm. His wife is a saint. <laughs> yeah. Like, to put up with that. I mean, this is better than when he was doing the station and they had, he was driving down to Norfolk like every single day. Yeah. Um, so, Ben, you do the intro today. I want you to do the intro. I don't know how to do intros. Yeah, that's you, why, that's you why all my other podcast endeavors. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Dork Trick, arguably the number one comedy Star Trek podcast in the known universe. Uh, I'm Ben McCormick. Joining me tonight uh, is our regular host, Mr. Bob France. Hey, Bob, how are you doing this week? I'm good, Ben. How are you? I'm doing great. My kids are driving me crazy. Okay, well, so I'm sorry about that. That's, what do you expect? You had kids. Yep. And then we're also, we're also joined by the lovely and talented uh, Jenny Zell, everybody. Jenny Zell. Hi. Hi, guys. Lovely and talented. I get one. Lovely? I, I chose talented. I would choose talented, Clearly. too. But I would say you have lovely, you have lovely tendencies sometimes. <laughs> 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 like I immediately backed off of that yeah. tendency sometimes. I don't know. I didn't want to. Fla- I don't want to flatter you or anything. And I also, I remember this one party uh, down at the beach. She she was kind of lovely that day, but then she got over it. Yeah. Had a couple of beers, punched a horse. It was pretty impressive. That was the end of lovely. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, we are reviewing the. Ep- what is this episode even called? Oh my god! I don't Cake know. of sucks. Oh, hey now. No, number one, Keiko Zoom Pang Lady Go. I don't know. Hold on. What? I'm not, yeah, I'm not really sure what the name of this episode is. I will tell you right off the bat that I hate it. Yeah. And I think that's a strong word. I think like if this would have been uh, a TNG episode, it would have been a little more tolerable. But I expect- That's exactly what I said to Ben in, in messages earlier. I said if this was a TNG episode, it would be average. I but expect, for DS9, this is shit. We expect more of you, Deep Space Nine. And see, I disagreed with that and said that this is literally one of the, well, it is the first uh, episode with Keiko to feature her in any significant way that um, she doesn't just completely piss me off. Well, it's because she was possessed by a, a ghost god. Right. It wasn't actually her. Yeah, uh, it this wasn't was actually her. Episode title, The Assignment. The Assignment. Sounds that, like homework. That sucks. It doesn't make sense. I don't understand. I guess the assignment is to blow up the wormhole gu- aliens. Well, that's what, uh, you know, Odo said, remember? Yeah. I do not understand. I don't understand. Yeah, but there I just, we- I don't know, man, like... Yeah, this episode sucks. I mean, and again, I, I think it's on the DS9 scale. Like, we expect more from DS9 at this point, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who wants to explain what happened and why we're and why Jenny and I are so. We're not upset. We're just disappointed at you, DS9, for this episode. <laughs> not mad at you. We're just disappointed. Just disappointed. So it starts out in Quark's Bar like so many great episodes do. And uh, so. No, well, yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh, there's a nice little banter between Quark and uh, 
Morn talking about how great the bar is and what yes. his favorite uh, slug dishes. And right and, away, uh, I thought it was off to a good start. I was like, Quark is right in the opening scene. Yeah, this can't be bad, wrong. right? We got Quark right off the jump. This is going to be great. All we got to do is add some Odo, and this thing's going to uh, take off. We're, uh-huh. we're jumping off on this thing. It's hot to death. So in comes Rom. And as we, as we recall, Rom has uh, started working uh, for the uh, station's engineering department. Yes, Rom is, Rom is working for... Chief O'Brien, and I gotta tell you, this this quirk is like an old Italian woman. He never forgets any grudge. Oh, He's yeah. very bitter and angry and mean and grumpy to his brother for leaving the bar. He's like, oh, are you still hanging out with those dicks for? Yeah, because he makes him his favorite uh, puree of beetle, mm-hmm. which, you know, is going to be tasty, but no, he wants... Uh, O'Brien's favorite breakfast, which is bacon, eggs, and corned beef hash. And his ball served on a plate. <laughs> I was going to say whiskey, but yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, there's some back and forth about that, about how, you know, you hang around with these humans, you know. And now, what is, what is the O'Brien breakfast? It's eggs over easy, sausage. No, it's eggs bacon. over easy, bacon. Are there beans there? Because I know that no, the... Corned beef hash. Well, yeah, but I thought the English breakfast was beans. Like, they love baked beans with their breakfast. Well, if uh, Mr. O'Brien were English, he might want that. But it's all the same Irish, shit. isn't it? I want to fight you, Bob. <laughs> Both sides of me that are Irish and English. It's all the same shit, you. right? It's all the same shit. Yeah. It's all that yeah. internal conflict, Jenny. <laughs> Jenny is torn up inside. She doesn't know what to do. It's true. Now I know why I hate myself so much. No, there's other reasons, I bet. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. There's got to be. That's hurtful. Today on Therapy Chat. <laughs> that would be a good podcast. You just talk about all your crazy brain shit, and somebody else just goes, yeah. Yeah. It'd be like a blog, but you just go on a friggin' mic and just talk for an hour or something. Yeah. I don't think I could do that. Yeah, you could. You, I bet you totally could. You'd be surprised what you can and can't do in front of I mean, of I could, but I don't want to. Well, that's different. <laughs> that's completely different. Like, I couldn't and I don't want to are two different things. I couldn't talk about myself for an hour. Like, I would just, well, I would get bored of myself. What, what, if, what if we started, like, a therapy podcast where we either with each other or different people? Like a support group? You know, one person just sits as the Jungian uh, style uh, therapist, and that's the way you interview. Okay. You, you start it off with a leading question, and then you just let the person talk for an hour. And then at the end of the hour, you're just like, ooh, um, our time is up for the week. Man. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. So join, join us next week when we have uh, Dennis Black and Asian on the couch. We got crazy Dennis on the show. And I'd probably still just talk about Law and Order for an hour. Dun, 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 if that's how you want to spend your hour and $1,500, you just go right ahead. Yeah. That's a really high Patreon tier. That's a, <laughs> mm-hmm. You got to do it. If you'd like to join us on the couch, join our Patreon level yes. <laughs> and pay your own travel expenses. I mean, Dr. Phil is no real doctor and neither is What's-Her-Face there. Uh, what's her name? Dr. Laura. Dr. Laura, yeah. She's got a, her degrees in... I mean, I've got two freaking doctorates, whatever. So, you know, it's like anybody can get them. I'm a doctor of love. I've got 11 right here. 
<laughs> uh, ac actually. Uh, okay, I've probably got 12 because uh, the war doctor's on there, but yeah. sure. I'm a doctor of sex with myself. I'm a doctor of divinity and a uh, doctor of metaphysics. <laughs> I'm Dr. Love. But yeah, um, I, you know, man, I think I, yeah, I don't know. There's so much I want to talk about this episode, but I feel like we're doing it in chronological order. So I'll just wait until we get there chronologically. So we cut up to uh, the O'Brien household and uh, where we see, you know, uh, O'Brien and Bashir playing house. Mm -hmm. And apparently- They just finished uh, cleaning up. Yeah, all that cum. Keiko's <laughs> favorite- uh, All that cum. Did you, did you get the cum off the, the sheets, O'Brien? Yes, did you get the cum off the drapes? Yes, O'Brien. Did you get the cum off of the uh, hybrid bonsai trees? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you killed them. Did you get the cum <laughs> off your face, O'Brien? Yes, I did, yes, I did, I got it. Let's let's so Keiko doesn't have a black light or something. Yeah, she she knows she does. The room glows. My goes like set up her new hydroponic light system and then just the entire room lights up. And like Brian like, freaks out. No, let's not do that in here. I could get you a place somewhere in the station for that. Where I got, I, I got a special cargo bay just for that. Yeah, that's not covered in my gist. <laughs> no, actually that'd be a rare part of the ship because you get bored. <laughs> and there's lots of ships. It's not even a ship. It's a station. But I'm sure he's probably jerked <laughs> off on the ships. Because again, you get bored sometimes. Mm -hmm. So anyway, O'Brien was uh, taking care of her bonsai trees. And he's like, well, you know, they're all dried out. What the hell happened? And that's when we find out that Bashir uh, watered them. And these are some kind of retarded plant that you're not supposed to. I'm sorry, I should have said that. <laughs> Can't take it back now. Fuck, I didn't even use an accent. From now on, I have to go in an accent. I'll edit it out. It's in the beginning somewhere. Ten oh five was the actual time of day where it happened. It and took me. Edit. It took me forever to edit out the last thing you said because you said you didn't. It was your last name. You're like, I don't want my last name in there. Oh my god, that took me forever to find. You didn't. I. I okay. Well, I was just being. I, just, I appreciate it. Air on the side of caution, my friend. Yeah, because if, if people find out my full name is, you know, Benjamin Meyerson. <laughs> They're going to be real mad. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, this episode sucks. So uh, Molly comes in and she's like, you know, fuck yo, you killed mommy's favorite plant. You're going to get fucked over. Mommy's going to kick your ass, daddy. Just like she did on your wedding night. You're a punk bitch, daddy. Mommy always says that you're a punk bitch. <laughs> That's what she was saying down on Bajor when we were doing that space thing and she was banging that other guy. She kept telling that dude that you was a punk bitch. When Uncle Shakar was there. <laughs> wait, wait, who? Uncle Shakar knows how to fuck mommy, right? That's what she was saying. But you a you a punk bitch, Daddy O'Brien. Daddy, do you really have a tiny pee-pee? Mommy's mommy was telling Uncle the Bajoran uncle that you got a micro penis, Daddy. What does that mean? And I'm not really <laughs> drinking problem. Um, so the trees are dead. Molly's gonna, you know, completely rat him out, but she's just like, nope. I, you know, he's like, hey, why don't you tell mommy about it? And she's like, oh, hell no. They go, uh -huh. it works. I'm out. I thought it was pretty bullshit that uh, Bashir was trying to back out of it. Like, no, 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 you tell her that you ruined the plants. I, I got surgery. 
Onion. You fucking did it, asshole. That's the thing, though. And this is what makes the episode bullshit, is that everybody's petrified of her because they all know she sucks. And then I'm serious. Like, everybody knows that she's terrible. And then when she comes back from this trip or whatever, she's all super friendly and, like, making the best foods and being super nice. How did they not figure it out that, nah, this ain't right. This can't be Kago. She Uh normally sucks. Exactly. That's my whole point. That's why, like, nah, man. No, Everybody knows, like, she calls up, like, I'm just seeing what you're doing at work today, Mr. O'Brien. And... I made your favorite food and he's your favorite whiskey. Like none of that shit is real. Like everybody knows Keiko sucks. Uh-huh. What's the thing I'm, I'm probably thinking after that party, they're like, oh wow, the O'Brien's fighting again. They're getting divorced. I know it. This I, one, this yeah. party was really bad. <laughs> yeah. Cause every, I mean, she, I mean, the fucking plow me talk talk was like on point. So, and the, the fucking spinach artichoke dip was the bomb. Yeah. She never makes that shit for just regular parties. <laughs> no way. She's, I mean, she, something's up. Something's up. Because everybody knows that Keiko sucks. Mm-hmm. But now all of a sudden she's like charming and fun and, and smiling all the time. Get the fuck out of here. Either that or they're just 100% sure that she was cheating on Miles when she was away. Oh, yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. And now they just don't want it to, to get back. Mm-hmm. Look, like, oh, let's just play cool. Let's, maybe he doesn't know. Look, Miles, that baby that, baby that uh, Kira's uh, holding on to ain't yours, daddy. That's why she can hold it, because it's Bajoran. What? <laughs> she done got knocked up by Bajoran. Dude, when it comes out with one of those earrings and those nose ridges thing, <laughs> don't be so mad. How are they born with earrings? I, that's just how it works. Bajoran baby, magic. I, I can't explain it. I mean, they got aliens living in a wormhole, man. They can have babies born with earrings, Ben. Use your imagination. It's the prophets, my child. It's the <laughs> my once, child. Once you, once you attain a higher level of understandings, my child, you too can understand the wishes of the prophets. My child. It's so. He goes down to meet her at the airlock. And, and she's all nice to him. Okay, well, she goes through the checklist, makes sure, you know, the kid's okay and, you know, everything's okay at home. And then it's just like, oh, by the way, I'm not your wife. I'm just this alien that took over her body. So they get to the yeah, point baby. pretty quick with it. Yeah. It's not like we didn't have to spend the whole fucking episode going, she's too nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I was know, out, so though. Like, as soon as she's like, yeah, I'm an alien, I was like, I'm done. <laughs> That's it. What else is on Netflix? Oh, man. As soon as she threatened to kill herself... If he didn't do exactly what he said, the episode should have been over. He should have just been like, Word. Oh, nice knowing you. How is this going to fall on me? I don't, if it's going to be natural causes, because I can't make brain stuff erupt without a what if we do this? Make it look like uh, not a suicide so I can get the space life insurance and you got yourself a deal, mama. Uh, just a brain hemorrhage. Mm-hmm. Shit happens. She'll let it go. You <laughs> had your chance, Miles. Miles. I mean, it was just the worst. I mean, I'm not trying to sound like a dick or anything, but it was just not enjoyable. Nah, nah. I mean, it got be- I will say this for this episode. As much as I didn't like it, it did get better. Hmm. Yeah, but it didn't have, like, it, it was a low standard, you know? Like, it was already pretty bad, so yeah. getting better is still not saying a whole lot. I didn't even really understand, because, 
Like, I guess this alien lady takes over Keiko and O'Brien's She's visiting the fire caves. Yes. On Bajor. Yes. And I mean, they pretty much spell it out to you, like at the party when they have this birthday party for Miles, and somebody just flat out and says, Hey, uh, did you happen to see any fire race down there? And O'Brien's just completely oblivious, like, What? Oh, duh. I mean, they, they just told you what it is, you fucking moron. <laughs> like, that's... He should have just looked it up on Space Wikipedia right yeah. away. Well, he did. He asked yeah. for, like, some stupid, like, tell me every Bajoran folktale ever, computer machine. <laughs> it's like, what are you fucking dumb, O'Brien? There's 79,000 entries, beginning with A. <laughs> Fuck, who installed Siri? Yeah. Okay, Google, how to get rid of fire race. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. They said it. The bitch okay, answered. <laughs> How do you get rid of fire race? Sorry, I don't understand. Let me ask. I don't understand. I don't understand. Um, Siri, not I don't have Siri down here. Alexa, how do you get rid of fire race? You translate it in English. Do you want to open it? No, I guess they think it's a program. Uh, Alexa, speak Klingon. Alexa, speak Klingon. May your blood scream. It said it. Did you hear it? I did. Hey, hey, Google, speak Klingon. Oh, but it doesn't tell you what. Did it tell you what it says? No. I uh, see. At least Alexa will translate it. Well, she, you didn't tell her to speak English. You told her to speak Klingon, so mine's smarter. No, but I asked Alexa to speak Klingon. I Alexa, asked Google to speak Klingon. Speak Klingon. Alexa! <laughs> speak Klingon! <laughs> it scares me. Whenever you're in the silent treatment. That roughly translates to a chili. Revenge is a bitch best served cold. It is an old Klingon proverb. Yes. The one upstairs that I, because Stephanie got me two of them. I've got a little echo downstairs and a bigger one upstairs. The one upstairs I just call computer because I, nice. uh, yeah, it makes me really happy. I wanted to do that for my, for my Google and I couldn't figure out how to make that happen. I don't think we can do it on Google yet. No, but I way. did get my, I did ask my Google to, to call me a, a bad word. <laughs> did it do it? But it? It won't say it. It just, it bleeps it out. Alexa, call me a whore. I'd rather not go for that. <laughs> I, I was halfway expecting for her to go, there are several whores in the local area. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like me to look them up for you? <laughs> hey, Google, what's my name? <laughs> I heard the beat. <laughs> yeah, probably can hear, but. I, I barely heard a beep. But yeah, so, um, yeah, man. That's how I great mean, this episode is, huh? No, but I mean, it's, mm-hmm. I'm just, well, come on, man, like, they just told you what it was. Like, pay attention, O'Brien, a fire wraith. I'm like, okay, well, that's what, that's what's uh, taken over his wife's body. Yeah, but if I told you that, uh, you know, your wife was possibly Krishna, one of the Hindu gods, it would take you a, you know, a little while to be like, wait a minute, what? Oh. Yeah, but if, like, she had walked in the room with, like, eight arms, like, slinging swords and shit, and then he found that, that out, he might be like, well, that makes sense. That, that kind of connects. 
I think I would have liked this episode better if they had kind of like dragged it out a little bit more. If she just acted, started acting weird and like tricked him into doing all these things. And then like somebody at the party kind of mentions it and like something about a fire wraith. And he's like, well, that's, that's kind of weird because she did like fart and flame shot out of her ass. So that really makes sense. Like when we start looking it up, it was more of a mystery. She did burn dinner last night, <laughs> which I thought was odd since we used replicators. We had sex, and after we were done, it burned when I peed. So <laughs> something is a foul here. Well, I didn't really think that was odd because that always happens when she gets back from a trip. <laughs> and, 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 and O'Brien banged her. Like, they had sex. Didn't they have? No, I don't think they did. When they got out of bed, she was like, "You humans with your need for physical contact." I took that as they banged. No, 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 I think I think he woke up with a stiffy, and she was like, "Yeah, oh, hey, what's up?" Like he rode over, and then without like thinking, he put his his hand on her uh, hip or whatever. I think they boned. No, because he can barely stand it when it's her, much less when it's not her. Maybe that's why he wanted to. He's like, maybe this will be something hot for me. Oh, Julian. It, it's it's like when you sit on your hand until it goes to sleep. Yeah. It's the stranger. The stranger. Same thing, but with an entire body. I mean, sometimes you do what you got to do, you know. <laughs> so Does that I'll, count as cheating? Well, technically, ah. Keiko's still there, too. So does it count as a three-way? Well, Keiko, I mean, because later on in the episode when she comes back, she's like, I didn't know what to do. I mean, I felt like I was in there, but I didn't really know. Okay, so, you know, you, you were down with it. Otherwise, you'd said something. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I mean, like, so if, if you don't want me to bang this hot alien, just say something. <laughs> not, not that she's attractive, just that she's actually somewhat hot. And I mean, really- she literally looks exactly like you. Yeah, she's got fine. passion in her eyes and she's got a goal as opposed to just being some stupid botanist. I remember when you had that fire, Keiko. Now you're just obsessed with being a mother and you're not interested in anything at all. At least this thing's got feelings. It loves something. Damn it. Taking flowers all day. Damn it, so Keiko. Basically, the alien's holding Keiko hostage and it's going to make uh, O'Brien go through the station and make all these little subtle changes all over the station. But I didn't, but like they never even really make it understood what the subtle changes are until until later. Yeah. Yeah. Not until Rom is like, well, why are we do, why are we pointing a giant laser at the, cause O'Brien doesn't know what he's doing. So what does that say about him? Well, no, he's, he's all bound up with, you know, this bullshit and he's, he's not looking at the big picture. He just sees these, this list of changes that he's got to make. Where Rom, you know, is as we are slowly learning, a engineering genius. Yeah, very capable man, Rom. And uh, so when he uh, finishes all of his duties and like surprises O'Brien, is like, holy shit, this guy can go this fast. He pulls him in on it, and uh, like, okay, yeah, let's go. And then he fucking sells him out like a punk. Well, see, here's the thing though, and nobody was better at being sold out though than rom because he's had decades of experience with uh with quark mm-hmm. and so rom is he knows that okay yeah i'm getting sold down the river but there's obviously a reason so let me just you know he's used, used to being a pawn to whatever yeah. kind of shenanigans are going on yeah but that doesn't make it right that's just o'brien being fucking even more sadistic well no because he gives him you know as, as he's getting arrested he gives him the little wink 
Hey, good job. Way to go, buddy. Tick, tick, tick to fall, Jay, Jay Gordon Lee. Yeah, good job. Hey, don't say a word. I'll kill you. <laughs> I swear to God, I'll kill you. I'll man. send Jake to uh, bone your Davo girl. And he will. He probably already has. He was, yeah, it was because he was going to do it anyway. Them hoes ain't loyal. <laughs> but I just, like, yeah, because the situation kind of devolves quickly because she's like, look, I can kill your wife at any time. Or and, your daughter. Or your daughter. So you have to do exactly as I tell you or I'm going to kill you. Yeah. So I he, didn't understand why she threw herself off the balcony. To teach him a lesson. Yeah. But, like, he, he, was, he was going, and here's where I thought that Odo and Cisco were possibly infected by this thing. Because when he, uh, you know, when she falls and then they're asking him questions, Cisco and, uh, and Odo are like, well, weren't you supposed to be working in this place? Why were you coming to the security office? You know, why were you on the promenade? Don't you know? And it was like, mm -hmm. wait a minute, are, are they on her side in this? And it's like, are you suspecting him of making her jump? Because mm -hmm. he's, just, he's just walking across the promenade. I'm, I'm a freaking, you know, senior chief or whatever. I can go wherever the fuck I want. I know what I need to do. Mm -hmm. He's going to babysit me. And then this harpy's up on the second floor going, my house, you know, I did this for you, Damien, and jumps off. <laughs> you know? Yeah, the whole episode, I think I was expecting the, the thing to, like, jump from person to person or something like that, or, like, to go to Cisco or something, you know, just to... Make it interesting? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, it reminded me, like, it almost could have been, like, that episode of Doctor Who with, um, what was it called? Midnight. Midnight. Where, like, there was that inner, like, uh, invisible, like, entity that just kind of, like, jumped back and forth between different people, and, like, they didn't quite know where it was. And it, it was, was, like, one of the best one of the best episodes of all time of all time yes yes god damn it ben god damn it ben i'm an asshole i'm an asshole <laughs> <laughs> no he did it jenny he did it that's how the episode works i am um yeah i don't know man like I, there's many ways that this could have been more interesting but i mean like and the thing is too like she i know you because i'm your wife yeah. Okay, now, my wife goes to work five days a week, constant, like, 40 hours a week. I don't know what she does there. Mm -hmm. I don't know who she talks to. I don't know every second of her day. Why didn't he just tell somebody, like, hey, man, my wife is possessed by some kind of spirit or something? It's Star Trek. They hear shit like that all the time. They'd be like, oh, it's in the book. We got a, we got a, we got a procedure yeah. for that. It's oh, chapter like, three. That, that's, ch that's chapter three. Verse four, uh, second indention right there. That's how you handle that situation. So, I mean, like, yeah. I didn't get why he just didn't tell somebody. He could have, like, did some kind of signal, like, when he was fucking around in the Jefferson's tubes or whatever. He could have, like, sent some kind of signal to Odo to let him know that something was wrong. Because, like, I mean, we're kind of jumping around, but, like, Odo eventually says, like, hey, you didn't cover your tracks very well. He's like, yeah, no. No. Like, I thought that was intentional. Like, that yeah. Miles was, like, like trying to get caught. Yeah, that would have been the perfect time for him to tell uh, Oda what was going on. But instead, he punches him in the face. I had forgotten. I mean, it's... And Oda goes down like a soft punk. I expected way more from Oda than that. I mean, a backhand, a fisted backhand, and he goes down to, like, Whoa, and, like, spins like it's some weird cartoon. Come on, Oda, you're better yeah. 
Well, no, that's the thing is I had honestly forgotten, even though that was mentioned, I think last week or the week before, that Odo is, is stuck in his solid form. They took away his ability to shape. Mm-hmm. And so when he, I'm like, uh, you know, I'd stun him or I'd do something, but it's like, yeah, but phasers aren't any good against a changeling. You know, you have to really get him. And then punch. And it was like, oh yeah, that's right. He's, he, he's solid. And I almost think that that punch was just this week's reminder. Oh yeah, still solid. Yeah, but he's better than Odo's. Odo's better than that. Is he? Uh-huh. Yeah, Odo. I've always kind of considered Odo to be kind of a badass. It's. Uh-huh. I, I think it's like when when Superman has to take judo lessons. <laughs> hear me. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> okay. I'm, I mean, I'm listening. I'm interested. It, it's like when Superman has to take judo lessons from Batman. This this is literally in a world's finest comics from I want to say late '70s, early '80s. And it's got, you know, Batman and Superman are in the Batcave and Batman has thrown Superman and Superman's just like blacking on the ground because he's not using his, any of his superpowers. And even though he's got the weight and the density and everything, Batman's still able to throw him because, you know, the whole thing about using your partner's strength against him and his, his own momentum, blah, blah, blah. And the rationale is that Superman gets lazy by uh-huh. standard villains. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't have to actually do it. I don't have to be talented at at boxing if I can just do thump and you fly through a wall. Okay. If I can just stand there and take literally anything that you throw at me, I mean, punches, cars, jet planes, rockets, and not even get singed, I'm not really going to – I don't know how to fight. So then when Zod or some superpowered alien shows up, it's like me fighting – like if Superman fighting Zod – is like me going out to the naval station and you know finding a seal and picking a fight with him. It lasts a very short amount of time, and one of us is in a lot of pain, and the other one is a seal. <laughs> I mean, that's so by him training with Batman, he learns how to fight. Fair and enough. Odo has depended on his powers. Yeah, he he knows some stuff, you know, that he just innately picks up, but for the most part. He's not a scrapper. He's never had to. He just turns into a hot, heavy rat. All right. You know. You know what? You got me on that one. I'll buy that. I'll buy that. I'm good with that, Ben. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm good. I think that's that's a really that's a quality analogy, and I'm I'm completely satisfied. That was really that was well done. Yes, but can I get a momentum for next? uh, Yes, I'll give you a momentum for Saturday. We're playing Saturday. Exactly. That's yes. What. Yeah. So I, you know, I've been you come up with that cockamamie shit. But that was good. I mean, that was really that was quite cockamamie. I mean, I was really that was awesome, Ben. Well done. My comics knowledge finally yeah. paid off. That was really that was a really <laughs> great argument. It's like, all right, well, I'm I'm good then. All right. Now, now, can you do me a favor and try to make this episode better? Like, use that heavy logic to make me not hate this episode because i, I will can, say i, I will make say, the hurting stop faster how by just summing the fuck out of it <laughs> because it went <laughs> i i will say that i liked it better as it went along mm-hmm. but maybe that was just because i was looking forward to doing this i like how when he first brings rom into the his his little scheme yes 
that Rom's talking about how he can trust him. And like, he, I, I won't even give him my name. And he's like, everybody <laughs> on the station knows yeah. your name. Everybody knows your name, Rom. When he gets arrested later, Odo's coming out talking to Cisco, and he's like, it took me 45 minutes to confirm <laughs> his name. But and I mean, I, and, and, what, and what kind of, I mean, granted, he does put it together, but I mean, like, he's only going to talk to, I mean, O'Brien really did a shitty job covering his tracks here because he's only going to talk to, Rom's only going to talk to O'Brien. O'Brien shuts off the computer machines when they're in the joint together. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, you're just begging to get caught. Just tell somebody. This goes into the classic TNG realm of just tell somebody what's happening. Mm-hmm. I, I would uh, immediately have snapped out with uh, the Fourth and Fifth Amendment. Um, I, I would, it's illegal search and seizure. Uh, the, the bugging of the uh, jail cell while I'm having a private conference with my legal representation. Uh, <laughs> I don't think violation. he counts as legal representation. He might. He might. He, 25 to life. He's a star dun, dun. <laughs> He's a star <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. McCoy would give him the chair, son, because that's how McCoy rules. He'd just be like, you get the chair, bitch. I'm going to kill all y'all. And then he would bang Keiko. Yeah. So for the for the uh, the benefit of the audience, the paw wraiths in the fire caves are these cast out uh, prophets, the false prophets from the wormhole. Yeah. So they're the same thing as as what we've seen with the prophets, these non corporeal you know people. But apparently they have a very well defined sense of time, because they've been cast out and have been trapped in these caves. And they're really angry about it. As uh-huh. one gets, you know, they're basically, I'm thinking these are like the Bajoran devils, right? Just like, uh. you know, God cast out Lucifer and the fallen angels. These See, are, like this as a concept sounds fantastic. But it just, this should be a good episode. It just sucked, though. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, those of us who've watched far ahead will tell you it is so necessary. I mean, I've watched kind of, I mean, I haven't. I haven't watched in completion ahead, mm-hmm. um, but I've watched far enough ahead, and I just still think, like, this is a TNG episode. Now, if they can connect a dot later, then I'm all for it, but as a first viewing, this is just a bad TNG episode. Yeah. And I'll this grant now, you that, like, some of this stuff probably ties in later. It probably becomes major plot points, but I'm still thinking that no matter what, they could have play the story better yeah it could have made it a better episode it just felt lazy like this is this i mean again tng gets away with it because it has a special place in my heart but this is just a tng episode of uh energy guy infects ex crew member who makes Mm -hmm. them act weird and has them do something that the crew member doesn't want to do i mean come on man this is this is star trek by numbers here Mm -hmm. and i expect more from d space nine well, these paw wraiths hate the, the, the prophets. Yes. Right. And so this whole thing has been getting O'Brien to set up uh, this uh, chroniton emitter. Laser! <laughs> and, uh, Would you shoot a laser into the wormhole? Freaking lasers. Apparently, <laughs> when it does, it's probably going to instantly kill all of the uh, wormhole aliens. It's very much a Cobra Commander plan. Just having a laser! What do you mean? <laughs> I've made a laser. It's like, oh, wow, that's really impressive. You, yeah, realize you, have, you, you have to get the all five colors of the crystals. 
you realize this is the 24th century and there are virtually lasers everywhere. What's so special about this laser? Well, no, they don't have lasers. They have I'm just, lasers. I'm the just, lasers are going old school. It's a laser! Jenny, you look so sleepy. I'm not. I'm not that sleepy, but that's why I have tea. You do look... Doesn't Jenny look sleepy? Are you going to spill the tea? All over your chotch. That's <laughs> not what that means. <laughs> a laser! We've made a laser, and we're going to use our laser to laser. <laughs> Ben is right up on the fucking screen and it's, it's a little <laughs> unnerving. Okay, so then um, yes, he tells, <laughs> so he tells uh, Keiko that yeah, so he's close. Video. I've never seen anyone close video chat before. This is really uncomfortable. <laughs> he, but he, but he, the way to alleviate that, Jenny, is just open another window and look at that. So like, just open your Chrome <laughs> and then you don't even see him. Then it's all just put my hand. Just put my hand over the screen. Like yeah. But the Patreon, Amazing. the Patreon subscribers mm -hmm. win. Why they pay the big bucks? I've made a laser, and so now they're going to take a runabout and put the plan into effect. Fucking laser it up! He flies her out to the wormhole. She's all excited because she hasn't seen it in centuries. Well, this is going to be awesome. We're going to kill them all. And then we get to go back. It's a zap, and the the laser weapon he tricked her down so it would kill her instead. Yeah, except oh, not good for him. Not Keiko, just the alien. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, how does that happen? Like, how does he, like, configure this laser to shoot super amounts of energy but not kill his wife nor him? Like, does it not have an effect on them? I think, I think they actually did mention that when he was talking to Rom about whatever the chronotron whatever oh, thing. Yeah. This chronotron. Uh, yeah, he said that it wouldn't hurt them, but it would yeah. kill. That's when he was like, oh, but it'll kill the prophets. Oh, my God. Well, because the paw wraiths and humans are creatures that live in linear time. And mm -hmm. the, the wormhole aliens live outside of time and chronoton particles. Which are, sounds like sounds like the name of like a shitty 80s German like synth pop band. Mm -hmm. Right, but they're they're basically some. You guys are like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> well, they're, we've heard chronoton particles before. Though. I'm not falling for that one, Bob. We're just gonna keep on going. <laughs> and you're gonna try to do some dumb accent, and it, it's just not gonna work. We're not falling for it. We're getting out of here. We're wrapping. No, now this. I need to hear the dumb accent. We're wrapping this. It's just gonna sound like sprockets. We're gonna wrap this thing up quick. We gotta get. We got shit. We gotta do, Bob. Beat bop boop. Yeah. <laughs> this show yeah. sucks. <laughs> We take the Kronton protocols and we rub them all over us while we dance. <laughs> it's the best part of the show. And then we wear leather. See? And then sometimes I have someone dress up like a rabbi and take a leather strap and strap me across the back and say, feel bad for what your grandfather did. And I say, yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> it's very odd house of us. I, I, it makes me feel better about my guilt. Un then I have this large Ethiopian man come in and do vile things to my mother. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you get your chronotone particles then? <laughs> Is that how you work it out, freak show? <laughs> so America. So you had your... Uh, your uh, Dieter moment, you had your chronoton particles and you had an accent. It's, it's all. It all works. 
This was the best part of the episode. Thanks for taking that journey with me, Ben. You're very welcome. I had a, it was like a, a what do you call those? Uh, when you have- Boner. No, the little, <laughs> the little flies that show up when you have fruit in the house. Fruit flies. Yes. Okay, so those things. And so I had a banana go bad in the trash. And so now, of course, out of nowhere, fruit flies. I have to pour Clorox down my sink again. You what probably shouldn't fly once. Yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. I wouldn't pour bleach down your sink. You sound like my mom. Well, no, you do because they they will get down in the drain and nest. And when you pour the uh, the bleach in, it kills them. Huh. Home tips with Ben. <laughs> that should be a podcast. Yeah. We, we, we take the bleach and it kills all the flies and vermin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable right now. He kills. I, I can see. I can see how the Irish lived since they were technically on our side at one point. They were vermin. We forget that, don't we? We kill them all. I do not like the sand. It gets everywhere. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <sighs> yeah. Now's the time for me to dance. Yeah, this episode. I mean, just come on, come on, Deep Space Nine. You guys are allowed to stink every once in a while, but not not TNG stink. Yeah, baby. I feel like okay, like TNG. There's really, really bad ones, and there's really, really good ones. Like I think the best TNG is better than the best DS9 so far, but all the in between is kind of like. It's all over the place. I think Where DS9 is like, it's all like up in the top range, you know? So like, I expect everything to be up here, not yeah. Two, yeah. a two and three or whatever. And I mean, and I understand we're going to have stinkers every once in a while. Like, yeah. I get that. Like, and I'm comfortable with it. But I mean, I like. this was a stinker. I just think this was was average. And it's just like when you're you're having, you know. Yeah, but be a, be average, be average DS9. Don't be, I hate it when I feel like I'm watching a show and I, and I just go, this is a TNG episode. Like you can, uh-huh. you know, you can just change some character names and you've got yourself a TNG episode. It would, do you think yeah. though, it's, it's like one of those things where the, because a lot of the writers came over after TNG ended. Yeah. Those Could that, have like, been. Like the A team of writers for DS9 after the last couple of heavy episodes that they've done. They, you know, had to take a break and go to Cancun or something, uh, chill. Did some cocaine. And they, and they left it with, like, the B team. And, you know, Ron Moore's like, all right, guys, seriously. Good luck, guys. We're just going to go down to Cancun for a few days and, and write up the season finale shit. Just keep the show running until we get back. It's, we're not going to be gone for more than two weeks. We're going to go and do a couple donkey shows, and that's the way Gene would have wanted it. It's, 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 part of, it's part of his vision. It's just as Gene, us to go to donkey shows is what Gene wants. I, I, asked, I asked Rick. Rick is behind it. He's, he's, Rick Berman said it's cool. Um, Rod is still tripping out on uh, Coke. And Gene was a big fan of donkey shows. I don't know if you guys knew that. So we're going to go honor his memory. It's the anniversary of his passing. So uh, donkey shows. See you guys later. Mounds and mounds of you guys do um do one of those energy episodes, the energy monster things. Yeah, I don't know. Just make it like a profit or something. You will see you later. Lost profit. Got it. There you look. We just did all the work for you. 
I mean, wasn't this basically an episode that was like uh, Deanna Troy got possessed by a fucking no Deanna Worf? No, Deanna Worf and uh, and O'Brien got possessed by energy beings on this on this planet, and they came back to try to take over the ship, and they were going to beam all of their little energy being brethren. That's, yeah. Back up mm-hmm. to the ship into the cargo bay. That's right. So just so, so just Brian, he's the fail point. Yeah, they just so, followed a template on this. Yeah, so just change energy beings to fire rates and add, throw in some profits, and that makes it Deep Space Nine. Nah, son, I, dem- I, dem- I demand more. Yeah. <laughs> what was that? Did you hear that? I did, but mm-hmm. I was just wondering where it came from. It just kind of came out of the blue. Magic. Like it came out of a wormhole in space. Oh, whoa. that's what they were going to call Star Trek show wormhole in space. That was the original name of the series, but it just didn't really flow that well. No, didn't Star test Trek well. wormhole in space show. <laughs> disco trick in space. It's the disco theme song. Disco theme song. Star Trek in space. I, I want I want like the original Enterprise, and I want it to be like sequined up like a disco ball, and I want it to be in my living room spinning. So that would be kind of amazing. Disco ball space. Okay, I'm gonna work on that for you for uh, for next Hanukkah. <laughs> yeah, people have the sparklies in the living room. <laughs> I love the sparklies. The, the so I do have. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I had a side note on something that uh, I noticed in this episode. Rom has zero ass whatsoever. <laughs> Pancake butt? Yeah, I noticed that too when he was laying on the floor. Like, I, I, don't, I don't watch the show and be like, oh, let me check out their asses. But like, yeah, Rom's laying on the floor and he's just flat. Yeah. Pancake ass. Yeah. He's a direct descendant of Beverly Crusher. No, we, we did get a lot of shots of Keiko ass in this episode. Yeah. That, that outfit that she had. Um, she looked better in this episode than she looked in other ones. So I wonder if that's why O'Brien was just doing everything she said. Because he's like, you know what, maybe he'll, she, she's been dressed a little sexier. Maybe she'll let me crush if I listen to her. Um, so yeah, I'm down with that. Let's, let's do this. Let's, let's make this plan happen. I, I just wonder how much cooking she did for the for the birthday party. Not much. It's all fucking replicators. Well, that's the thing. I wonder if they do a thing like you know when you play video games like on PlayStation or Xbox or something, where there's these little challenge missions where you've got to uh, pick the lock or you've got to you know bake the cake, and it's all about how you <laughs> bake the cake. And you you have to move the sticks in a certain way to you know steer faster, and you have to move the left. Uh, stick, mm-hmm. you know, rotate it quickly this way and hit D the right number of times and stuff. <laughs> that's how the she hit the D the right number of times. Mm, that's why O'Brien was doing what she said. She was hitting that D. Well, I mean, you know, and it's it's like maybe that's what the replicators do, where you have to sit there and push the buttons and and, and twist the knobs just the right way and and, and cup the balls the right way i can see doing that for and it makes it it, that way you you cook and it takes skill and everybody's like oh yeah and that way yours doesn't taste just like martha's down the street and and, you know 
Deanna makes the chocolate mousse, it's going to taste different than when uh, Jedzia makes chocolate mousse. See, I always kind of wondered if, like, they, they just replicated the ingredients and then cooked, like, made the dish from the ingredients. Because, like, then you kind of get, like, something that tastes real, I guess, different. maybe. Yeah, because I imagine everything in that place tastes like stuff from Olive Garden. Because that's what they're going for. Like, Olive, like, when I worked at Olive Garden, they were like, hey, we want everything to taste the same no matter what Olive Garden you go to. Mm -hmm. the consistency of it all that's the whole idea of chain restaurants it's like well, no, the, the replicator though does that automatically that's what i'm saying so it's just like eating at olive garden every day except it's going to taste better they actually salt their pasta <laughs> well, i mean because that's one of the things is that the replicators you can get like the most expensive finest you know meal in, in all of paris and you only have to have it once and as soon as it's put on the table you throw it in the replicator and let the computer scan it and take it into the system. And now you can have a million of those and it will taste exactly the same every time. I'm not buying it though, because like, if that was the case, why couldn't they just easily make that, what was that Frappuccino shit they were trying to make for Kira last week? Oh, the and decaf they were, Frappuccino. Yeah, they were going on about like how they needed to make it decaf or whatever. And it's like, right. if that's but the it's case, still, if it's all just a, a program, why couldn't you just say, leave this part out of it? Well, no, they can, but then if you, that's just like though, if, if you were to make coffee right now from, like I gave you the beans and stuff and said, okay, then make decaf coffee. Mm-hmm. Aren't you a fucking slave? It's not going to taste like coffee though. But I'm also not a replicator. Well, no, but th I'm just saying that, that even if you used I think Jenny's a real person <laughs> and I don't think she's just some computer machine coffee thing. If, even, if you, even if you, you know what, I'll even go so far as to say that Jenny's my friend, Ben. Okay, she's not just some computer making coffee. If I give you a recipe with five ingredients, mm -hmm. but then I take one of those ingredients away from you, and you still have to make the recipe, mm -hmm. do you think it would taste different than if there were five ingredients? Yes. And that's what's happening. Why you can't just say, "Okay, computer, make me a Roctogino, but zero caffeine." Remove any caffeine molecules. Out I don't know, man. I can go to Starbucks and get a half calf, and they can do that shit. But it's mm -hmm. not Roctogino. I could go to Starbucks and get like a, a decaf mocha, and they can do that shit. Mm -hmm. yeah, Roctogino is is alien coffee and and replicators. That's what. So I ain't hard. never been to Nicaragua, motherfucker. That place might as well be on the moon. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> that was a little mean-spirited i'm sorry ben that was rude it's true though <laughs> but um yeah i don't know just tell somebody like yeah if if my wife were possessed by an alien and kept threatening to kill herself, if she could, this the problem's over if she dies. Well, so take you lose your wife. Take one for the team, O'Brien. Yeah, but none, nobody would want to lose your significant other. I mean, they could fix it. I mean, this is the 24th century, man. I mean, you can't fix. Just dead. give her a hypo spray. She'll be fine. Are you this telling? This isn't Jar Jar Abrams. Are you telling me that Spock didn't come back from the dead when they shot him on Spock Genesis Planet? I'm just saying, well, who knows what Keiko is? Asian? Human? <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> I'm sure they can figure something out, man. Put her body in some other kind of consciousness. Or she's just, from the United States of Asia. Or yeah, she's, she's from uh, the the Oriental fucking alliance on back on planet Earth. She's from Mao Zedong City in the Oriental Alliance. She's one of. Well, that's how Star Trek does it. It does. Yeah, they do. She's one of two people on this uh, episode who also appeared in a version of Mash. Yeah, she was in Mash. She was a sucky, sucky girl in Mash, wasn't she? She. Yeah, she ended up marrying Klinger. Oh, hello, Klinger! I totally marry you for sucky, sucky. Well, I saw. Good for her. You're a woman. Um, yeah, but I mean, fuck this shit. Fuck this episode. Yeah. I, I liked it. I mean, it wasn't bad. I just want more. I want to see where they're going with it. But like I said, I think that they could have just... They they have a point A and a point B. It's all the shit in between. They could have done a little bit better. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I agree. And like, O'Brien was just too complicit for me. Um... And he sold out Rom entirely too quickly. Like, just tell somebody, man. Just be like, hey, man. Yeah, look. He came back for Rom, though, to be fair. I mean, did he? I think so. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. It was just, he sold out Rom too quick. And then Rom's all stoked. Like, nobody likes Rom. It made me feel bad. I just, you know, the sips. It did make me like Rom a little bit better. Yeah, I, now I feel bad for Rom. Like, nobody likes him. And Rom seems he's like just always getting used by people. Yeah, Rom seems like a nice dude, mm-hmm. not just some douche. <laughs> now, this uh, the guy that directed this episode. This was the first episode he ever directed, but he'd go on to direct a lot more episodes of DS Nine, Voyager, and Enterprise. Really? Uh, yeah. Good for him. Including the finales of the fifth, sixth, and seventh season of DS Nine. Mm. Interesting. Good for him. I just wasn't, and I don't. I don't think it's his fault per se. I just don't think it was very good. That's all. I think it. It was just lazy. It just felt lazy because as soon as she was like, "I'm an alien from another planet," I was like, "I'm out. Like I'm good. Like I don't need this." I thought it was a joke at first. I thought she was just like, "Ha ha!" No, just kidding. It's just <laughs> me. I, w- I was really hoping that was going to be the thing. She's just like, "No, no, it's it was really just me. a big joke." Yeah. I'm just kidding, motherfucker. Ooh, <laughs> trivia time. Uh, they established in a, uh, what episode? Trivia! Trivia! So there is a DS9 episode from second season. Yes. Like halfway through second season called Whispers. Um, where we find out... Sounds like out an erotic Star Trek episode. What, what is... Whispers! <laughs> Well, he, uh, what is it? We find out that O'Brien's birthday is in September. Uh-huh. And since this episode take place, takes place in September, since it, because it's his birthday, uh-huh. right? And we know the year is 2373, so this is one of the few episodes where we, we can identify, like, a specific time frame. That's fun. That this episode took place in September of 2373. And then if it was really his birthday in September, they would have played the September... Yep, they had to play that song somewhere. You have to. Because oh, it's September. It's not since you today, Jenny. Did you get a chance to... Uh... No, I completely forgot. 
Yeah, there's a video going around we'll have to share in the, I shared it in, in our uh, chat as well. Of Earth, Wind & Fire? It's Earth, Wind & Fire uh, mashed up with Crazy Train with uh, um, Ozzy Osbourne. All right, I'll watch that. Yeah, it's, it's in the RPG chat and right. we can share it to the, uh, the fans at a later a time. Skeptical. Like, I don't, I don't usually like mashups and I, that Earth, Wind & Fire song is like one of my favorite songs of all time. I just what, think what that, Earth, Wind & Fire song is it? September. That's yeah. one of your favorite songs of all time? Yeah. Huh, that's really interesting. I didn't know. Is there a reason why? I just like it. Okay. Like there's it. no like there's no sentimentality behind it or anything. It's just No. I, I think I just happened to listen to it at the right time and it okay. you know, it just kinda like it kinda clicked. And I think that they they really kinda got like this this cool sound of like how it feels at that time of year. Like I don't know they're they're magic. I'm with you. All right. So, all right. I like it. I get that. It's like me. I am fixated on uh, celebrate. Uh, what, you know, celebrate. Cool that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. And it's mine goes all the way back to an episode of Chips. Interesting. Like first run episode of Chips. And at the end this of this, isn't like a new CBS version of Chips that you've been watching. No, no, this is the original. All right, because I know uh, you've been liking that shit. I do. But I guess the, the whole thing of the episode is at the end of the episode, everybody's, or the goal is that, you know, everybody's going to meet up at the Cool in the Gang concert. <laughs> they were all going to Cool in the Gang tonight, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, you know, they're through all the different Everybody mishaps. Everybody dance now. And so then they get to the, uh, the concert, uh -huh. Cool and the Gang are playing. And as they sing Celebration, that's when uh, Ponch and John show up. And they and start tongue kissing. Well, they start doing the yeah. slow motion. Yeah. All right. All right. And then that, that's playing in the background the entire time. And it's like I was like that baby duck on the, uh, the I was like that baby Tom and Jerry uh, movie where it's just like, you know, you know, you're my mommy or whatever. And then it's just like I just lost <laughs> it. It, it. Like my young brain fixated on Cool in the Gang celebration. You're that my song mommy. just yeah, reminds I me. turn it off. It just reminds me of like every wedding I've ever been to oh, yeah. in my entire life. Yep. Yeah. I and like this. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, whatever. <laughs> I like the cell. I like the cell. I like both of those songs. I like the September song. See, the best thing about September is that that's when the, the new fall TV shows would generally come on. It's true. So Ben I likes it for many that. reasons. God, I miss TV seasons. Like that. I just miss when they would they would actually put a show on and make it continuous. Yes. Until that season is over and don't yes. take a fucking mid-season break. I hate them. Yeah. A month or whatever. Yeah. And I feel like when back when like, okay, I'm I'm just turning into a straight up old lady right now. Um. Like I felt like when when you watched a show when it was live, it, there was it was more of an event. Like you would say, "Okay, this it's Friday at eight o'clock. I'm gonna watch this show or whatever," and you would make sure to watch it. Where now it's like, "Oh, is that show back already?" Oh yeah, yeah. I'll it eventually. Yeah, I'll just watch it on Netflix. That's that's yeah. why I'm really loving my. It's my Monday night routine. I try not to you know violate it, and it's <laughs> rare that I've missed it. But I, I, I'll miss the leading in sitcoms because I might work late, whatever. 
That way I don't have to rush home, but I know at nine o'clock I have to be in front of the TV to watch uh, Magnum PI at that's, nine. And that's your joint. At 10. And then manifest at 11, which I do DVR because it comes on at the same time as Bull. But that's my every Monday night, I watch those three shows. And it's like, okay, Magnum's, you know, new episode of Magnum this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I think part of it, I haven't really thought too much about it, but like you were saying, Jenny, where it's that it, this is a fixed point, Monday's mm-hmm. at nine. That's what I got to watch. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, that's some of the reason why I like um, disco so much. Mm-hmm. Sunday, 8.30 or roundabouts. That may be the only thing that I watch on time. I don't even watch Doctor Who on time anymore. Yeah, because I don't know what fucking time it is anymore. Well, yeah, they changed the date and time and ruined it. For, That's you know, all. what, 15 years it's been running Saturday yeah. night? And then yeah. all of a sudden it's like, no, let's try uh, Sunday afternoon at 10. <laughs> In the morning? No, it's, it's uh, Sundays at 8 p.m. Eastern. Well, that's a that's a popular time because HBO HBO made Sunday the TV night. Mm. Yeah, but this this show has been on. Th- there was a brief time in the '80s when it was on Sundays. Uh huh. But for the most part, for fifty fucking years, this show has been Saturday night. Like, the- well, it's also been enjoyable for children for most of that time too. Yeah. And I hear it's uh, like I don't know a whole lot of little kids anymore, but. I, from what I've heard, it's. it's and if you did, I would be. I would wonder why. You know, <laughs> well, I, know kids. I know people with kids. <laughs> I know people. I have friends. I'm not saying that, but you said you don't know little kids. Like um, I, I would be that's more alarmed if you were like, "Yeah, I was talking to Susie and Billy over at the slide, and they've yeah. never heard of Doctor Who." And I'm like, "What the hell, kids?" Well, here, listen to Mouthy Broadcast, and we'll tell you all about playing Doctor. We were reruns. sitting in the back of my van. <laughs> And didn't say anything about Doctor Who. <laughs> hey, kids, do you like candy? <laughs> You'll love Doctor Who. Here's a suitcase full of candy. Mm, I would eat that. But yeah. Um, not even Halloween. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I'm going to give that, you know what? Episode, I'm going to give this episode five. A who? Five. You said five? Instead of five. I'm going to give it a four. Whoa, that's lower. I thought five was bad. I was tempted to give it lower, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to give it a chance. Damn, see where it goes. I told you, like, that that scale is, like, stretched out for me. It's like, normally, if it was TNG, it would be, like, six to a ten or whatever. Yeah, if this is a TNG episode. Yeah. So... Yeah, I was tempted to say three, but, you know, I was like, you know, it's it's not that bad. It just wasn't great. I agree. I'm giving it a six. Didn't love it, but I enjoyed it. All right. If it was a TNG episode, I'd probably have given it a six. Yeah, if it was a TNG episode, I'd probably go like six and a half, seven. Yeah. <laughs> this is pretty good. But then like, yeah, this I, episode. I'm like, nah, son. I'm just afraid that I, I'm my grading is skewed because I know... It's like when the episode where... Uh, I, I, I know things, man. I've seen things. I've seen the shit, man. But you've also said that, like, you know other episodes were coming up that are better, so you rated other stuff. Like, at the beginning, you were like, oh, this one's lower for me because I yeah. know that better episodes are coming. So, right. like, I mean, well, no, but now we've entered the realm of the better episode ocean. And so... But this is not one of them. Yeah, but it, <laughs> it ties into... And, I mean, like, next week is 
like mind shattering for me. I may be channeling my inner Dennis because he's not here, but Ben's just being an elitist. That's all. I mean, that's kind of his role on the show, I think. <laughs> I thought that was, I mean, I can pull up the original text conversations inviting me to the show, and it's like, we need you to be the elitist prick. No, you never. Know, yeah. Well, no, I would never say that. Why would you make it sound so mean? No, that's what, that's what we need Jenny a giant freaking nerd to be on the show to talk about Star Trek. That's what Jenny texted me. She was like, yeah. we, we need you to be a giant prick and be an elitist and be a nerd on never. the show. I just wanted to make a new friend. No, I'm not saying you said this. I'm saying this is what Jenny texted me. Oh, that's fine. Well, I don't know. Italy. She was like, buongiorno from Italia. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Buongiorno from Italia. I am on my Blackberry at the Vatican with all them popes in them. Buongiorno from Italia. Yeah, so I don't know, man. I'm just happy that you guys are great. And that this show was just kind of a bummer. It's, it's sad. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry that you guys didn't enjoy it as much as I did. I but I'm looking I mean, forward to next week. I am. I mean, I, I love the show. I mean, if I'm being honest with you, I'm kind of Star trek out at the moment. And I know that's really weird to say because we've been doing a Star Trek podcast for fucking six years. But Wasn't this like the 100th episode of, of DS9? I hope not. Mm. Is it next week the 100th episode of Deep Space Nine? No, next week is... Oh, um, the assi- no, last week was. This week was the 102nd episode okay and then next week is the what the 35th anniversary or something like that 30th anniversary yeah the 30th anniversary of trek that's why it's a triples episode but Mm -hmm. um but yeah i'm just kind of like i know this sounds weird because i believe in doing this but i'm just kind of burnt out because i was watching heroes and icons for like nine months and i watched like four hours of star trek a day and i kind of burnt myself out a little bit and you've been watching some Voyager in there? Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, that's what I was doing, all that stuff. And now I'm kind of burnt out on it. So, Pick up a new show. Uh, you know, so I, different. I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos about uh, Dungeons and Dragons and shit like that. Thunder. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm DMing. I'm taking a break from Star Trek to watch some D&D videos. <laughs> <laughs> I know how it sounds, Jenny. I don't need your mind. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I'm, let me share something for the Patreons as our preview of next week. There we go. How's that? That's cool. Yeah. How, but you know, how, how cool is that? Yeah. It's, they were using that Forrest Gump technology, right? Yeah. They actually, I remember back then, I remember reading about it in, in uh, Starlog. In Starlog, they were saying uh, yeah, how they, yeah. they, they gumped him into the episode. Now, um, my only fear about this would be I've heard this is one of the better Star Trek episodes of all time. Uh, my only fear is, like, hopefully the CG doesn't look crappy. I don't recall it looking crappy, and I've watched this, like, less than a year ago. Okay. I was going to say, I think I watched it with you not too, too long ago, mm-hmm. and it was I thought it was pretty good. Right. I mean, especially for for the time they made this, I kind of expected it to be a little bit, like, I know, a little bit lower I want to say this was when they had done one of the first digital remasteries. I'm trying oh. to read your text block over there. Help tomorrow. Want the disc? Is that a butt thing? Don't worry about that. Let me. <laughs> <laughs> the first yeah. thing I do when everybody when anybody shares a screen is like I don't look at whatever's on the screen. You look at tabs. Look at the tabs. Look at the bookmarks. <laughs> everything else around it. Mm, I help. 
with my butt. <laughs> I'm just next time I share the screen, I'm just gonna have straight up porn. Yeah, just like, weird. all around. <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking just a border of porn of just all porn all the time all mm -hmm. porn all the time <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <you> should do awesome. <laughs> uh, <that's> <laughs> happy now Yes. yes. Are you not entertained? Yes. <laughs> now that I gotta go clear my cookies because I haven't even gay shit to do. Clear my it. cookies. Yeah, well, no, I I always use uh, uh, incognito. Yeah, but now I'm kind a of, hundred gay things to do before you die. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna Google this. I imagine many of those things have to be the best pages. BTQ friendly things to do in DC, 10 gay things to do on a long weekend in Los Angeles. Hey, you're going to Los Angeles? I don't know. Uh, the Stranger's <laughs> Guide to the Best Gay Club Shops Bars in Seattle. You're not a club guy, Ben. You're not, I'm that's not, not gonna, you're not gonna, that's not gonna be your thing. Um, here's my favorite, nine, gay-ish things to do in Montreal. Just the tip. Just the tip. <laughs> oh, mon ami, it is not gay if you're in Canada. Oh, yes. And we are bilingual and uh, many other things. Yes, it is uh, a-okay to be doing this stuff in uh, gay Montreal, no? Or as they say in the Navy, it's not gay if it's underway. Yep. Are you guys, so we're playing on Saturday? Yes, yes. Yes. Um, all right. Wait, that's this week? Yeah. Okay. All right. So you guys, thank you for listening to the episode of Dork Trek. Um, we will be back next week. Thank you to all the Patreons and all the great people. But most importantly, thanks to us. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. I don't understand. <laughs>